Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe. This is episode 72. Today, we are talking about metabolisms. Metabolisms. Do you know, metabolism is a word that gets thrown around so incredibly easily and very few people actually know what it means. Like, do you know what it means? And I'm not I'm not testing you or trying to make you feel silly or anything like that. I just take a moment to think about it. Do you actually know what your metabolism is? Do you know what it does? Do you understand what fat you know, if I asked you to explain some number terms or some science behind what a fast metabolism is or what a slow metabolism is, would you be able to do it? Probably not. Um and yet People just throw these things around because other people say it, so they say it, and that, this is how it. This is how it just gets spread, and then it doesn't help when you've got idiots on social media. Fucking, do you know what? This this wasn't how I wanted to start this. Um, but it's just reminded me of something. I saw a personal trainer recently who said. If you, if you do, I can't remember what it was, right? But if you do this thing, do you know what? Let's do this. I, I actually wrote some stuff down the other day on my phone, um, which I can't check right now because I'm using it to record a video because I do video podcasts now and extract the audio. Um, but I wrote down this thing and it basically said, if you ever see a coach saying any of the following unfollow them, block them, don't listen to them. And I can't remember what other things were. One was, if you hear a coach saying, your metabolism will slow to a crawl, fucking delete, block, go away. That's that, That's an example of someone just saying something that they've heard, except they've got a qualification behind them. And that's even worse. Because how much more, and it was a personal trainer, someone who knows nothing about metabolism, they know how to lift heavy stuff, Safely and effectively, they don't know what a metabolism is. But if you eat this food, your metabolism will slow to a crawl. As if as if that's something that can even happen. It's not. Um What was the other one that I said? If oh uh if you ever see anyone who says what was the exact wording? Oh that's annoying. That is annoying. But it was something like eating this food. Cre- oh. I'm not, I can't remember off the top of my head. That's annoying. Oh. But it was like if if your body will react crazily to this thing, but it was different wording. We'll send. Hey, what? We'll send you. If you eat this food, it will send your sugar levels haywire. That's not the wording, but it's something very similar to that. That's the kind of term that people people use when they don't know what they're talking about. Oh yeah, if you eat that, your blood sugar will go haywire. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? They don't know what it means. They don't know the correct terms to use. They don't know what to say. They don't understand the science behind it. So they just put in a wacky word to describe it. Anyway, Christ, what was the point of that then? Um, oh yeah, metabolism slows the crawl. Right, anyway, what we're going to talk about today, this might be a shorter one. I always come on these thinking, right, I'm going to do 
20 minute podcast episodes now and they always end up longer but I wrote a post about this for my private community and I just wanted to expand a bit on it. Um, I love a car analogy. Like the human body is not a car, but it makes for some good analogies. So let's describe your metabolism. Now, if you, before we dive into fast and slow metabolisms, let's talk about your metabolic rate. Your metabolic rate is basically your calorie burn. Um, it's the rate at which our bodies burn calories to maintain basic functions while at rest. So if you imagine the, the time when your body's burning the fewest calories is when you're asleep. So if you were lying in bed, flat on your back, not moving a muscle, sound asleep, your body is running at a very low level, right? This is your metabolic rate. It's the lowest number of calories that you can burn while also keeping all your bodily functions ticking over. So keeping your blood pumping, your lungs breathing, your cells repairing, your body going about its daily business, your digestive system, your bladder, your bowels, everything moving. Um... And the way that I describe this when it comes to a car is, so imagine you went out to your car on the drive, started the car and did nothing. No radio, no lights, no aircon, no fans, no nothing. You just start the car engine, it goes and then ticks over going, that was a terrible noise. <laughs> it just chugs and ticks over, right? And you look at the little RPM thing and it's just sitting very low. That's what your body's like when it's at rest. Okay, it's just idling and ticking over. So when you're asleep, your body is idling. Then you wake up. Um, so your, your metabolic rate is the speed at which your body's, your, your body's running when it's idling. And then when you wake up, it kicks up a gear because now you're awake. So your metabolism increases a little bit because you've just sat up, now you're moving, now you're breathing, now you're stretching. Now you're you're asking for more oxygen and more blood around the body because you're starting to move like I am just now. Um, so your metabolic rate ticks up. It's like pressing the accelerator a little bit more. And then you come downstairs, switch on the kettle and you drink a cup of coffee. Your metabolism ticks up again because you've now given your body something to do. It's got caffeine to process, milk, sugar... Um, it's got to digest that, now it's got to be transferred to your bladder. All of that stuff demands energy. Your body didn't have any of that to do a minute ago because you've been sleeping and all that was done. Now it's got a cup of coffee, coffee to process. Then you have your breakfast, so your metabolism ticks up again because you've now given it something else to do. And it's like gradually pressing more and more on the accelerator and watching that little RPM needle, the revs, tick up and up. And your metabolic rate can differ greatly from, not greatly, well, your metabolic, yes, it can differ greatly from person to person, and it will do because my metabolic rate, um, that's not a good example, let's say a 9 stone person versus a 12 stone person, both of them will have different metabolic rates because the lighter person burns fewer calories at less at rest because there is less of them. Whereas a 12 stone person will burn more calories at rest rest because there is more of them. Okay, so metabolisms differ greatly from person to person. But what I want to talk about is the myth 
the myth and misconceptions around fast and slow metabolisms. Now, there is this idea that people who are slim, people who walk around at a healthy weight, people who appear to have no issues with their weight, they never seem to gain weight, there's this idea that that has got something to do with their metabolism, as if your metabolism is makes you immune to fat gain, right? This is nonsense. Um, the only way that we can do this is we have to compare like for like, okay? Let's say that we took two identical but unrelated people. So let's just say two women because I predominantly work with women. So let's say we have two women at five foot five. They are both 10 stone. They are both 40 years old, but they are two different human beings with two different sets of genes, different family histories, whatever, right? One person, one of them might be burning 2,000 calories a day. So they may have a slightly faster metabolism compared to their counterpart who burns 1,900 calories a day because they have a slightly slower metabolism. So you do get these metabolic differences between people. Now, you you can't measure yourself against me. I can't measure myself against my dad. My dad can't measure himself against my mum because there are too many variables. They're both different sex for a start, different weights, different ages, different heights. One's carrying different muscle mass. You cannot compare yourself to other people in that way. But what we can do is just create this fictitious situation where we say, right, if we have two identical people, they should have identical calorie burns, but there are some minor variations in people's metabolic rate, but it's ridiculously small. So someone with a faster metabolism is burning 2000 calories a day. The person with the slower metabolism is burning 1900 calories a day. That's a 100 calorie difference. Is someone's 100 calories per day faster metabolism the reason that they're not gaining weight? Of fucking course not. You know, if, again, let's just t- take these two people, right? If this the person with the person with the faster calorie burn is burning one hundred calories more, but the person with the slower metabolism burns a thousand a hundred calories less, but they eat one thousand calories more than the other person. Do you see what I mean? The thing that will always have the greatest and most significant impact on your weight is the level you consume at. There are people with slow metabolisms who have absolutely no issues with their weight because their eating habits are absolutely fine. They're well balanced. They don't have any unhelpful habits. They don't overconsume. Yes, they are the person who's got that slightly, ever so slightly slower running metabolism, but they eat within their body's needs and they have zero issues with their weight. At the other end of the scale, there are people who will have the slightly faster metabolism, but they have unhelpful eating habits, they overconsume, they drink lots of alcohol, eat takeaways, snack, they don't have a well-balanced diet, they don't prioritise meals, blah, 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 and they could be very overweight with their faster metabolism. So your metabolic rate is not the sole determinant of weight gain or loss. 
Yes, having a slightly faster metabolism will offer you a very, very slight advantage, but it's only an advantage if everything else is in balance. You know, people talk about exercise. What exercise do I need to do for fat loss? What's the best exercise for fat loss? Exercise has... Ultimately, food and drink will always be the thing that decides your weight, right? If you go out for an hour's walk and you burn... 250 calories. Great. That's an extra 250 calories you've burned. If you come home and then have a bottle of wine and a takeaway, that's 2,000 calories. So what's what's having the biggest impact here? A whole hour of exercise or 30 minutes, an hour, getting through a bottle of wine. You know, an hour of exercise to burn 250 calories, an hour of eating and drinking to consume 2,000 calories. Your eating and drinking is it's not this it's not solely responsible for your weight, but it's in the high 90% responsible for your weight. Yes, there are other things that we can do to help manage our weight, to help regulate weight, but your eating and drinking habits dwarf everything. Because remember, there is absolutely there's a limit to how many calories you can burn in a day, right? Even if you could exercise for three hours a day, there's a limit to how many, you know, if, I, if you could exercise for three full, uh, let's say you went for a three-hour walk every single night and you your calorie burn had 750 calories added on top of it. If you go out and eat a 1,000 calories in the space of half an hour because you're snacking in front of the TV or whatever, you know, three hours of exercise to burn 750, 30 minutes of eating to eat 1,000. It is and always will be easier to gain weight than it is to lose weight. It will always be easier to overconsume than it is to underconsume. There is absolutely zero limit to the number of calories a person can consume. I worked with some someone one day, one day, one year, in the beginning, 2019 probably, who regularly had cheese and wine nights. So they did like a come down with me thing with two other couples. And every, I, I can't remember what the rotation was, but like once a month, say, they, they took turns of going to each other's houses and it was all about food and drink. She hosted one at hers and it was to be a, it was to be a wine and cheese night. Now... She was losing fat at the time. She was doing great. Um, she ran a lot as well. She was very active. And then she had this cheese and wine night. And the day after, she decided to plug in everything that she had, right? Just a very rough estimation. And it came out at just under 10,000 calories. 10,000 calories of cheese which is very easy to do, very high in fat. It doesn't take a lot of cheese to consume a lot of calories. Um, it would take a lot of cheese to get to 10,000 calories, but she wasn't just having food calories, she was also having alcohol calories, liquid calories. 600 calories in a bottle of wine, a couple of bottle, bottles of wine, there's 1,200 calories straight away in liquids, and it's done nothing for hunger. So it, it was just under 
10,000 calories. And that was just in an evening. That was a few hours of eating cheese, biscuits, chutneys. Um, I think they had some desserts as well. And a couple of bottles of wine. Or multiple bottles of wine between them. But she reckoned she had had enough for two. And she just, again, it was a rough estimate. But even if it wasn't just under 10,000 in real life, she was not far away from it. Um, and that just goes to show you like how much you can consume. And, and that's very similar. I, I went to a talk once where they had the guy who at the time was the chief nutritionist for the Sky Tour de France team. And he was talking about how they fueled for their rides and they were on 10,000 calories a day to push these bikes around. Um, it will always be easier to consume far more calories than you need than it will be to, to consume less. Because remember, there's a limit in the opposite direction. So if somebody's burning 2,000 calories a day, let's say the absolute lowest they could get by on is 1,400. 600 less than they need. But let's say they have a cheese and wine night and they add seven or 8,000 on the top of that. You know, the lowest you can under-consume by is 600 less. The most you can over-consume by, six, seven, eight thousand more than you need. So the point is, your metabolism is not the reason. Unless, barring, I should obviously caveat this to say that unless you have a diagnosed medical condition that impacts your metabolic rate, such as uh, PCOS, for example... Um, but medical conditions aside, your metabolism is not the reason for your weight gain. And it's also not the reason for people who aren't overweight. It's not the reason for their weight maintenance or their lack of weight gain, right? The differences in metabolisms between identical people is so ridiculously minimal to be not even worth mentioning. There, there's no such thing as your metabolism being so incredibly high that it protects you from weight gain. It doesn't work like that. You can be super active. I mean, something that comes up a lot inside our group is uh, people who get very jealous of their partners because, oh, he, how come he can eat all this and I can't? And, you know, and then you find out what both of them do. It's like, well, you work from home. You're sat at a desk from nine to five. You then move to the couch and watch TV from 5 to 10. You don't take part in ex any exercise. You're doing 2,000 steps a day. You only need around 1,800 calories a day. Your partner is 6 foot whatever. You've told me he works on a building site. His Apple Watch tells him he's doing 25,000 steps a day. He's going to the gym three nights a week and he plays five asides the other two nights of the week, he needs three and a half thousand calories a day. You know, that's why he can appear to eat whatever he wants. Yes, he's eating whatever he wants, but he's still not exceeding that 3,500 calorie point. You know, he can eat more than you because he needs more than you. Um, so that there is no such thing as people being protected from weight gain or being immune from weight gain. And yes, it can certainly appear like that from the outside, um, oh, that, that's another good one that, uh, that came up recently. Um, and it was someone complaining about their partner. My partner comes home and he has a big dinner and 
um, sits and eats this and that and the next thing in front of the TV. You know, and you can't judge someone's weight based on what they do in a single meal because, you know, I, I told her to talk to a partner and ask him, like, what do you eat during the day? And he said, well, I don't really eat much during the day because I'm too busy. Sometimes he has a breakfast, most of the time he doesn't. Sometimes he would work through his lunch and just come home and have a big dinner. So, you know, that the, the, the other, the partner is having breakfast, having lunch, having dinner, having snacks. Then... Here comes a partner home from work who is having this big dinner and a bunch of stuff in front of the TV, but he's not had a breakfast or a lunch. You know, that dinner is, is his first meal of the day. The other person has already had breakfast, a mid-morning snack, lunch, an afternoon snack and dinner. So they've done all their eating. He's not, He's his eating is just starting. So uh, there's so many different things to be mindful of when it comes to like judging other people's weight or ability to maintain their weight. Fuck, there are people walking around who you think look perfectly healthy and they could be sticking their fingers down the back of their throat after every meal. You have got no idea. A, a close friend of mine who lost a lot of weight um, and everybody complimented him on it and he's bulimic. And he still is. It's something that he struggles with. He asked me if I could help. I told him I couldn't. I pointed him in the right direction because I can't work with people with eating disorders. Um, and I've not spoken to him for a while now, actually. But when I last did, he was still doing it. We were at a wedding together. He picked at his dinner, pushed it around his plate, ate some of it, and then went to the toilet. So you can't judge other people's weight you, you can't judge other people's diets or their biological their biological advantages just because you think they seem to be doing something that doesn't add up. How come they can eat that and their weight's not there? Well, you know, regardless of anything, whatever they are doing in a day means that they are consuming either less calories than they need or just as many calories than they need. You, if you are overweight, it's because you are consuming more calories than you need. These are the differences between people. It's not because they've got a fast metabolism, you've got a slow metabolism, they can seem to eat whatever they want and not gain weight, you only have to look at a cake and you put on a pound. None of that's going on. It all comes back to the basics. You are consuming more than you need, they're not doing that. And like I said, there are people with slower metabolisms. Remember, when we're talking about slow and fast, it's so ridiculously minimal. But there are people with slower metabolisms who are overweight, and there are... No, wait. There are people with slower metabolisms who maintain a healthy weight all the time because their habits and eating habits are all on point. And there are people with faster metabolisms who... And, Christ, there are people who absolutely smash the exercise. They're going to classes all the time. I've just spoke to someone on Instagram who is going to the gym five days a week, she's going to our classes, she's lifting weights and her weight's going up and she can't understand, you know, because she thinks doing all this exercise is going to protect her from weight gain and it's not because regardless of how much exercise she's doing, she's still gaining weight because she's consuming too much. In fact, there's often a point where exercise can work against you. Like here's here's this thing that, that can happen. If, let's say someone has not very good eating habits. They don't have meals, they just eat snacks and they try to get by on just a packet of crisps here, a biscuit there, a chocolate bar there and that's how they get through the day until they have their dinner at night. 
Um, and let's say that it actually that person doesn't gain weight. They can they can just about get by and maintain their weight, even though their eating habits aren't great. But then, and this happened to someone I know, then they get an active job. This person got a job in our local hospital. And our local hospital is fucking huge. You have to, she was walking, she went from not doing much exercise, like not doing many steps because she was studying four or 5,000 steps a day now she's working in this hospital, her average went up to like 15 to 20k steps a day across a week, right? Drastic increase in activity level. But her weight started to go up and she couldn't understand it. And it was because the increase in activity level meant an increase in hunger. Now, when you get an increase in hunger, you don't suddenly start eating better to help with that hunger. All it does is scale up the diet that you already have. Now, she already had a high calorie diet, but she managed to eat little enough of it for it not to impact her weight. Now, our activity levels went up, so our calorie burns went up, but our hunger levels have also went up. Now she's eating more of these higher calorie foods. And now because they're starting to stack up and she's eating more crisps and more chocolate and more sweets, and that's what she's getting on more biscuits throughout the day, they're they're adding up much quicker now. And it's now getting to a point where, yes, your calorie burn has increased. However, the amount of calories from the extra food you're eating has increased above that. And all of a sudden, she's starting to gain weight. And it's just a great example of how your activity level cannot protect you from weight gain. That's not what exercise is for. That's not what your activity is for. Exercise is for your body. It's for your health. It's for your fitness, for your strength, for your longevity. It is not to regulate your weight because, like I've already said, the number one thing that overrides everything, the biggest most significant thing that will ever impact your weight is always going to be your eating and or drinking habits. Because you will always be able to consume way more calories than you're ever capable of burning. Um, And this is why it's so important to have good eating habits, to have a balanced diet, to work on those things. If your weight's important to you, if being a lower weight is important to you, if not... um, carrying extra body fat is important to you, then it's not about going on a diet. It's not about looking for one thing to do to try and fix everything. It's about addressing everything that's going on right now and making changes to that. Anyway, enough from me. Um, Fast, slow metabolisms, yes, they exist, but they're massively exaggerated. People are not burning hundreds and hundreds more calories than you are not like for like. Yes, someone who exercises more than you is probably burning more calories than you, but two identical people who do the same activity, they're the same weight, the same age, the same height. You're not, they're not burning 700 calories a day more than you are because of hashtag genetics. It doesn't work like that. The differences are minimal. Um, yeah, that's all for today. <laughs> Until next time.